Hey everybody, this is Derek for the Grumpy Guy Show, talking about episode number 111. Square footage is subjective? Recorded on Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. Tonight's topics, no more clipping, pay attention to those around you, and artificial demand, plus some extras. Stick around, it's a fun show tonight. Good evening everybody, welcome to the Grumpy Guy Show, I'm Derek McAllister. I'm Ryan McAllister. So we got a real packed show this week. I've been busy taking all kinds of notes. <laughs> <laughs> so right now there there's five topics in there. A couple of them could Holy be crap. could be a bit uh, short, but who the heck knows? You know, Ryan gets rambling and just doesn't stop talking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure, it's definitely me. Yeah. So, let's uh, let's jump right into the first topic. You know, just just get it going quickly. All right. And actually, you know, as I said that, just a, a little a little side topic, I guess. Uh, I, I said last week that you know I needed to make a change as far as the music is concerned. Um, you know, I I don't know of anybody. Well, I don't have any any uh music that i can use easily without um without having to deal with copyright and all that other stuff but you know i Mm -hmm. did find something i'm gonna use it until i either get creative and make something or i convince your sibling to make something for me (laughs) (laughs) which i'm not sure that's gonna happen they won't yeah but uh i don't know it'll it'll work it's it's not perfect but you know, at least at least we got something and it's uh it's you know I'll, I'll mention in the show notes you'll see uh, i think it's in the show notes it's in the credits at least that it's you know it's a royalty free uh music mm-hmm. it's available for anybody to use all you have to do is provide credits and i have done so hopefully well enough i i don't remember if i put them in the show notes I think I did, but who the heck knows? Anyway, I should probably look at that to make sure that I actually changed the show notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I did. Oh, mm-hmm. bugger. All right, so anyhow, let's let's get into the first topic here. What do we got? So the first topic is no more clipping. Okay. So there used to be this thing, it started, um, well, I think it started shortly before you were born, actually, from, uh, I think it's, well, it's at least Pillsbury, and I know there's others involved, like General Mills and stuff, uh, you know, stuff like that. It's called Box Tops for Educations. Yeah. Yeah, not Educations. Box Tops for Education. (laughs) Yep. But, um, you know, the idea is you clip these things and you save them up and take them, you know, send them into the school and the school can turn them in for money. You know, I, I, in, in part, I have problem with that because, well, you know, if these places can donate money like that, that tells me that their profits are too high. Yep. You know, cut the price back so that people don't have to worry about paying such high school taxes. Mm. There's an idea. 
or paying such high prices for food. Yeah, well, th- that's the thing. I mean, they're paying for the the you know, if these if these companies would just donate money to the schools without having to clip some stupid box tops, then you know, obviously, obviously, taxes would go down. Obviously. But, you know, nobody's going to do anything like that. No. And, of course, there's also probably some place somewhere there where there's a limit to how much the... Excuse me, how much they'll donate. You know, there's... there's uh, There was some company, um, some yogurt company that, you know, oh, we'll donate, we'll donate this much to, you know, breast cancer awareness or something like that. And, you know, of course, the caveat to it was up to... <laughs> you know, and it was so easy to get to that maximum. So it seemed like you were doing a really good thing, but truthfully you weren't mm-hmm. because they hit that maximum within a couple of weeks, you know, but at any rate, so this, this box top for education, they, they've decided to make it easier on the consumer. So, so you no longer have to clip this little square thing out off of the box to send it into your school. No, all you have to do now is send them a photo of your receipt. Now that may not sound horrible, but here's the thing. You send them a photo of your receipt. They get everything that's on there. So what Mm -hmm. do they get to do? Well, now they start collecting information. Well, so yep. and so buys this along with their items that are eligible for box tops. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, you know. And the worst part in the world is people are trying to do some good for their school districts, and all they're doing is giving this company information so that this company can turn around and sell it. Exactly. So you know, yeah, this company is going to donate money to your school. However. They're not going to actually take that out of their profits. They're going to take nope. that out of the fact that they're selling it to people. It's just ridiculous. They're selling your your data to advertisers. <clears throat> yeah. So they're making twice the money off of you. They're making the money because you're buying their product and then they're turning around and selling your information. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. It's just ridiculously stupid. So, you know, when you when you start thinking about doing that, folks, you know, taking a picture of your receipt and sending it to them, understand that not only are they going to see everything that you purchased on that day, but they're also going to be able to tell what kind of phone you have. Why? Well, because your phone is captured in the metadata of that picture. So you take a picture on an iPhone, guess what? It says iPhone. It tells what model it is, what version of iOS it's running. Even if you're running Android, it does the same thing. It it captures all that information. It's all there, which means these people can sell it. You know, it doesn't it doesn't go so far as, as to say, well, you know, this is the this is the IEM number. What is IEMI number? I don't know. It's a, it's a number that identifies the particular device. It doesn't record that, at least not that I've seen. But thankfully, but you know, 
they can start to paint a picture. And then when you get a new phone and you're still sending this stuff in, well, you're sending it in through the email address. It's the same email address. So now suddenly they can say to their advertisers, hey, they just bought a new phone. Come on. We have more information on this person. (laughs) You know, it's just Mm. ridiculous. It is. You know, all for these multi-billion dollar companies to make a little bit more money. Just a wee bit more. Yeah. Yeah, and and then pass it off as, oh, we're doing a good deed by giving money to these schools. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. So I told you these might be, there might be a couple of quick hitters here. Yep. That's one of them. And I I think we've kind of, kind of gone through that whole one <laughs> yep what's next you know because it, it it bothers me but i mean there's only so much you can say about that mm-hmm. so the next thing so i i went on a, a long ride this weekend up north yep. uh you know it's it was it was uh three and a half hours one way hmm. you know but uh, it it was going up north into the Adirondacks. So, you know, some steep hills and whatnot. Well, I'm going along following these people that are going under the speed limit in an area where there was a lot of twists and turns. So no passing. Mm -hmm. So it gets to a place where there's a steep hill and there's a hill climb lane, Mm -hmm. a lane for slower traffic. So these idiots don't move over. So halfway up the hill, I decide I'm going to go around. Well, as I'm halfway past them, what do they do? They decide they're going to pull over into me. The hell? Yeah. So here's the thing, folks. These lanes are designed for people who are driving slower. Just because you're not towing a trailer or something like that, that doesn't mean you only get over there when when you feel like it. If you are holding up traffic, get the hell out of the way. Yeah. You know, it's it's a single lane each direction <clears throat> on this road, except in these hill climb areas. And, you know, I, I make it pretty darn clear. I generally do the speed limit all the time. Generally. Anytime I get to these hill climb areas, if I'm doing a speed limit, I don't care if I'm holding up traffic or not. I move over into that lane purposely. Yeah. Because moving over into that, that lane, makes sense. it just allows people that maybe they're content following me at the speed limit, but they really want to go faster. It allows them to go faster and get past me. You know, and yeah. if, it, if they're not going, you know, if I'm doing 55 and they're doing like 58 or whatever, you know, so they're barely speeding up past me, you know, if we're getting to the end of the lane... I'll slow down and let them finish passing me because I know that they're going to end up going faster. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to hold them up. And that's the way that you got to look at it. You shouldn't be holding them up. You know, exactly. it, it's ridiculous. You know, if it was a Stupid. double lane, okay. You know, if it was two lanes all the way, all right, I get that. You know, then it's it's on me. I can go around you. But if I'm going to go around you, you need to open your freaking eyes and not just change lanes. People are stupid. Yeah. And, you know, I was just so, I would have hit the horn, but I had, I had two fears. First is they were going to panic and swerve into me. And second, they weren't going to care and they were going to keep coming over. 
so you know one of the things that they they teach you in in the motorcycle safety course that I took is sometimes the right thing to do for your safety is to hit the gas. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. Yeah. You know, but by the time I got past them, because we're going up a hill and I wasn't in a gear to really pass hard. So, you know, by the time I actually passed, passed them, I'm in the shoulder. That's like a foot wide. Mm-hmm. If I had gone any farther over to the right, I would have been, I would have been off the road and Oh, it's on a hill. I would have been rolling down a hill. People are stupid. Yeah. And you know, this really, this, this has something to do with motorcycle because I was on a motorcycle. It has nothing to do with just a motorcycle, plain and simple Mm. people. You've got to pay attention to everything around you. You can't just be in your own little world. I get that the leaves are changing and the, you know, the colors are nice, but you're driving a vehicle. Yep. You've got to pay attention to that first. Looking at the leaves, pull over, stop, get out of the car and look. Yeah. But. All right. But what do we know? Yeah. So another quick hitter there. (laughs) So next one. This one may not be such a quick hitter. Oh. (laughs) So on my my ride up there, I suddenly got an Amber Alert. And, of course, I'm riding my bike, not knowing exactly where I'm going. So using the GPS. And the Amber Alert comes up. And it covers right over the top of, of the map. Seriously? What the hell? So here I am. I'm trying to, you know, I'm riding a motorcycle, trying to pay attention. And the gloves I have are supposedly touchscreen friendly, but you have to touch just right. So I'm sitting there. I'm trying to pay attention to where I'm going and look and make sure I hit the stupid button and have my finger in just the right spot so that it'll actually (laughs) touch the stupid thing. Yep. And, you know, once, okay, I get it. I got, mm-hmm. I'm not exaggerating. I believe that I got 15 of them. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? You Great know, question. I mean, it, the Amber, Amber Alert stuff is not intended to go off that often. I'm just like, Holy crap. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, and then I got, I got home and you know, I, because when I, when I got to my destination, I was like, I'm not looking to see what the heck's going on with that. You know, because yeah. I was, I was going on a, a hike up a mountain, right? Yeah. So I get halfway up the mountain and guess what? I get another Amber Alert. <laughs> Like, you've well, got to be kidding me. What do you know? Yeah. Like, I didn't get the first 14 of them. Mm. You know, so so then when I finally get home, I'm like, I'm complaining about it. And then, you know, we, were, we caught some of the news, and they said where it was. And they said, oh, well, it's in Saratoga Springs, 
New York. And I said, okay, well, that kind of makes sense as to why I got so many notifications. <laughs> Your mother said, why? I said, well, because I was in Saratoga Springs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but at the same time, it's like, seriously, I don't need that many notifications. Yeah, that's way too many. <clears throat> you know, I mean, you get that many and what's going to end up happening is it's going to get to a point where people are going to just ignore it or yep. they're going to turn it off. Probably. Which completely and totally defeats the purpose. You exactly. Know, it's, it's great to have the warnings. However, to have that many warnings in that short a period of time is insane. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I'm talking, it was probably two, uh, two, maybe two and a half hour period where I got 15 notifications. Really? Yeah. You know, and I understand, you know, if, if perhaps they have an update, you know, they have like a description of the suspect or, you know, a direction they were headed. But no, this was this didn't. There was only one that said update. Huh. And the only reason Weird. I know that one said update for sure is because that's when I was walking up the side of the mountain. <laughs> so you know, I'm like, come on, people, pull your pull your head out of your ass. You know, it's it's just mm-hmm. stupid. You're gonna you're gonna ruin the service. It's yeah. gonna be, it's gonna become pointless. It is. You know, it's like car alarms. Car alarms are really pointless. What happens when a car alarm goes off? People ignore it. They don't turn, yeah. you know, they, they no longer turn and look to see if they can help. They just ignore it. Pretty much. But, uh, I don't know. It's it's just the way some of these places are, you know? Yeah. yeah and, and I say places, it's it's really government agencies. It's the way that some of them are. You know, they think they're doing a good service, but they go over. But they're not really doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. By going overboard. It's kind of like, you know, there's there's been a warning that I believe it's 2 p.m. tomorrow, Eastern time. They're going to do a um, an emergency service test. Yep. You know, and somebody (laughs) it was funny because somebody posted it on Facebook and I commented, I said, you know, I remember the days when you were just all, you were in a, in a tizzy because suddenly it's going off and he didn't know why he went over and looked at the television. Oh, it's just a test. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's the way it used to be. It wasn't, it wasn't, oh, by the way, I mean, they were, they started talking about this last Wednesday. They were like, oh yeah, next Seriously? Wednesday, there's going to be a. There's going to be a test of the emergency broadcast system. Mm-hmm. And, and they've mentioned it every single day since. And I'm like, so basically you're telling people to ignore it. That's yeah. not good. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, it was a, it was almost to the point where they were pointless because you've got them so often. But now we don't get them very often. And now you're warning people about it. That's not mm-hmm. good. If you want people to check things out, you probably shouldn't warn them. You know, but what the hell do I know? So anyhow, another piece to this, this story 
is as we were watching the news, you know, they're talking about all of the, uh, <clears throat> you know, all the law enforcement and every in search and rescue teams that were out there scouring, trying to find this, this little girl. And, uh, you know, and, and in that they included volunteers, mm-hmm. you know, if there, if there's all kinds of people, there's police and fire departments and search and rescue along with hundreds of volunteers. And then they end it with, now remember folks, don't go out there and try and help leave it to the professionals. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold you up. Said there are hundreds of volunteers. Mm-hmm. Volunteers. Volunteers. <laughs> you know, they're not necessarily professionals. They're volunteers. They're doing a service for free. I mean, seriously, leave it to the professionals. What the, mm-hmm. it's, it's just these news people, you know, they've got to talk. And unfortunately, you know, it's, it's not necessarily the news people. It's the people writing the stories for them. They're just reading it. But I mean, do some editing, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, pretty much. All these, all these news agencies have editors. They should be editing this stuff. They should be looking and saying, Hmm, maybe we shouldn't tell them to leave it to professionals. Maybe we yeah. should tell them, don't just go out and do it on your own. Go to the cert, uh, go to the base, the main base of the search. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just utterly insane. You know, so many people, they just don't think. And I mean, something like this should never get past an editor. They should, they should look at that and say, what the hell are you making these people say? Hmm. But unfortunately, editors now are just, you know, fat cats sitting back in their chairs with their feet up on their desk. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, even you know, if there is an editor, a lot of these places, they cut people out. And these editors just don't have time to actually read the stuff the way they're supposed to. Yep. You know, it's all about making the buck. But leave that to the professionals. I am not a professional. I am a volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's, let's move on to the next. Yep. Oh yeah. So our lovely former president. Oh no. What do you do now? On trial yet again. Of course he is. This time he has actually been accused the judge has, you know, the trial that's happening now is not about whether or not he's guilty. Mm-hmm. The judge has already stated he is guilty. This is about how much he's going to have to pay in restitution. I think that's Ooh. what you would call it as restitution. I'm not sure. But uh, at any rate, <clears throat> so his lawyers you know, basically speaking his terms and, and Mm -hmm. his mindset said that everything is subjective. Everything in real estate is subjective. Square footage. It's subjective. Um, wait a minute. So a square foot is not subjective. 
A square foot is a one foot by one foot square. Mm -hmm. There's no subjective terms about that. It's one foot. Either it's one foot or it's not one foot. Exactly. There's no, well, it's about, you know, you can't look at a one foot square and say, well, you know, that's really three and a half square feet. No, it's one foot by one foot. <laughs> so I, I heard that and I'm like, what? Even your mother was like, what the hell? <laughs> How is that subjective? How? Math is not a subjective thing, folks. Oh, it's not. <laughs> one plus one is two. It doesn't matter what anybody tells you. One plus one is two. It's two plus two is fish. <laughs> one plus one is two is the same in any language in the world. Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> I mean, exactly. You know, a one square foot is one square foot. Sure. Every place else will measure it in the metric system, you know, outside of the United States, but it's still a solid number. One square foot is one square foot. You can't decide, you know, just because you want to increase your value, you can't decide that now one square foot is really two and a half. Because some of the inflations that, that he was doing on things, you know, for example, his apartment in, in uh, Trump Tower, I guess it's actually like 20,000 square feet. That's the actual square footage of it. At one point, he claimed that it was 65,000 square feet. Hmm. Yeah, over three times. So he's saying one square foot is three. And that's subjective, folks. <laughs> now, if you want to talk about the value, the dollar value of that one square foot, absolutely subjective. It is. But one square foot is still one square foot. I don't care who you are. But, you know, that's, that's kind of, that's, that's what this whole lawsuit is about. When he needed to inflate his numbers you know, inflate his value, that's what he did. He just had lawyers, you know, make crap up for him. <clears throat> it's, yeah, that's what that's what lawyers do. Well, bad lawyers, yes. Good lawyers are going to say, um, sorry, can't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, because the other thing is, Hey, you know, if this is, if it was sold to you as 22,000 areas, as 20,000 square feet, but it's actually 65,000 square feet. Well, that mm -hmm. tells me that you owe a little bit more in property taxes, mister. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> that's how it works. You know, if something is three times the size, you know, if, if, if our house was, you know, 6,000 square feet, we'd be paying a whole lot more in property taxes than what we are right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I honestly believe that as long as, and I say this as long as, because I'm not in the courtroom, I have not looked at the documentation that, you know, the, the prosecution has, 
But as long as that documentation is is real, he's screwed. You know, they're talking they're talking about the potential to remove his license to operate a business within New York State. Which means Trump Tower is sold. Yeah. And, you know, depending on how much restitution or whatever the payment is going to be called, I don't know. You know, again, I'm not a lawyer, but whatever, mm-hmm. you know, depending on how much that, that is, he might actually end up losing Mar-a-Lago, his place in Florida. You know, and who knows what other, what other states are going to decide to say, well, you know what, New York got that. Let's look at what they've found. Maybe mm-hmm. we can use that. It's quite possible Florida is going to find the same thing where he overinflated the size of Mar-a-Lago so that he could bump up his his you know supposed net worth. Yep. <clears throat> you know and then and then in true Trump fashion, he pissed off the judge. Of course he did. You know, he opened his mouth on uh on Truth Social. On Truth Social there. And said something, you know, said something about one of the clerks in the courtroom. So today in the courtroom, the judge said, consider this a gag order. You say anything derogatory about any of my staff in this courtroom. And there are going to be severe consequences. Mm. I was like, whoa, dude's not playing. (laughs) You know, and I'm just like, cool. Somebody stick it to the dumbass. <laughs> uh, I, I've said before that you know he, he he hasn't he didn't do as much damage as the uh, you know as the Democrats want you to think he did. He he wasn't as bad as they want you to think. Yeah, he wasn't as good as a lot of Republicans want you to think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, you know he, he's. Just like every he's other mid, as the kids would say. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just like every other president. Does some good, does some bad. Mm-hmm. You know the the part that makes him worse is the fact that he's he just can't shut his mouth. Yep. You know, and, and he talks basically. <sighs> he's talking out his ass. He doesn't know what the hell he's saying. He doesn't know how to shut his mouth. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. One more quick topic. All righty. So, watching, watching TV tonight. The, the uh, I, I don't even remember what the heck it was on, but, you know, they, there was uh, something about, about diamonds and the value of diamonds and blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then right after that, they were talking to somebody, you know, some, some major jeweler. Supposedly, you know, somebody deals most diamonds or something. I don't know. Said that next year, marriage proposals are going to go up by 45%. percent mm-hmm. um, Okay. So what you're telling me is you are desperate to sell these diamonds to the point that you are going to artificially create demand. Because by saying that it's going to be up 45%, you're saying get your diamonds now because there's going to be a shortage next year. Mm. 
And of course, the way that he said it, he's not actually saying that. So, you know, he couldn't be sued for it or anything. But that's the way that I'm taking it. I'm like, really? So if I go on there and say, hey, you know, <laughs> if I go on and say, hey, you better start watching our podcast. It's going to yep. become scarce next year. We're, we're only going to do five episodes next year. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously people don't care that much about us, but, <laughs> you know, it's the same concept. It's like, it's mm-hmm. like you know, gasoline, these, these oil manufacturers. Oh, well, gas is scarce. Okay, well, it's scarce because you keep screwing things up. Mm-hmm. You know, and you look at you look at what happens with with OPEC. They control like ninety percent of all oil. Yeah. So what do they do when they want to increase their profits? Yeah, they cut production down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 utterly ridiculous, and honestly, I think that's a big reason why so many so many places are pushing for electric. I don't. I'm not so sure. It's so it's all about you know, saving the planet and all that, because we've discussed it before. There's limits to how much it's going to save the planet. You know, simply put, there's limits to it. Mm-hmm. But what it does is it takes the money away from OPEC. It takes the power away from OPEC. You know, if, if suddenly we aren't sitting there relying on them for all of our oil, well, they don't have control over us. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's just my take, my opinion. But. Yeah. Oh well, folks. I'm sure, you heard that music starting up. Good night. We'll see you.